I created a vision of David in my mind and simply carved away everything that was not David. Michelangelo. Welcome to the Radical Existence Podcast. This podcast is part of a bigger movement, an online community where we cook together, move together, breathe together, and be together. The ideas you hear on the podcast are just the tip of the iceberg. If you want to join the conversation, head over to RadicalExistence.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate, and review. We appreciate you helping to share our message. Hello, you guys. Um, We are approaching the Radical Existence birthday, uh, which is also my birthday if you listen to episode zero. I started this podcast last year on my 35th birthday, and now I'm about to turn 36, and uh, what a year it has been. Part of the reason I wanted to record this is just to reflect on the last year and to, um, oops, number one, thank anyone and everyone that has been involved with Radical Existence that has listened to this podcast, that has been interviewed for this podcast, and um, yeah, especially listen to it. Uh, (laughs) It's been all over the map, which is what we're going to talk about today or what I'm going to kind of reflect on today and let you know where I'm at, where we're at now. So the first thing is, I started this out with a quote by Michelangelo that is, um, you know, saying that the David was always there. It was just a matter of creating that vision in the mind and then stripping away everything that was not David. And I just love that as a way to look at any creative project, be it um, what I'm most experienced in is creating choreography for dance, Uh, but also this podcast and uh, this idea of radical existence. I have a very clear vision of what it is in my mind as far as the message, but when it comes to the the service and the offerings, that's definitely evolved over the last year. So this podcast started out in the beginning episodes as uh, the idea was to talk about radical people, books, ideas, things that, um, we felt that, or I felt, um, I've been doing this with my friend, Natalie, as you probably know, uh, that we felt pushed back against common social narratives, stories of people that, uh, changed the social narrative and they did it in their own kind of unique way, sticking to their personal truth. So a lot of radical existence is about creating a, um, or finding and following your personal truth. And so that's how that this began, was just to kind of spread the ideas to do a little, you know, history lesson, um, spread ideas about finding personal truth, sticking with it, and how that can influence society, especially with like a ripple effect. So that was the the premise. And then it started to evolve into an online space, an online community. That's kind of where I'm the most comfortable. I've been a participant in online communities. I've also done a lot of teaching, especially over the last two years uh, with the COVID pandemic that um, I've been doing a lot of teaching online uh, for movement practices. As you know, I'm a Pilates and yoga teacher. I also have my holistic nutrition consultant degree from Bowman College out here in Northern California, Berkeley. And, um, you know, thinking that there's, and actually having it be my dream for a while to create an online business, Uh, but also being someone that's endlessly curious and also has been through such a transformation. I would say that um, my sobriety for this year has offered me a lot of space to really get to know myself and my, you know, radical existence, my personal truth. And I've had a lot of, 
awakenings or growth in different areas. And part of that is with this idea of being an online business slash presence. And I'm not going to totally shut that door, but uh, there are parts of it that really I have some some internal struggles with, one of which we did an episode on social media. That's a big one for me. I really, really think that social media is doing more harm than it is good. And I think there's a lot of us in these spaces that say, yeah, but if I'm contributing good to it, that's maybe balancing out the scale a little bit more. And unfortunately, you know, and I'm not saying that this is, I'm kind of 50-50 on it still, but uh, I'm not sure that that's the way it works. Quite honestly, I think that social media is too big of a an umbrella for the little guy to really make the impact we think. And I also think that that's a common American narrative. Uh, we love the story of the underdog that, um, you know, becomes champion. And I do think that with regards to social media and things of that nature. And I'm more mostly specifically thinking of um, Instagram and Facebook. Those are the platforms I'm most familiar with. I never got involved with TikTok or Twitter or um, those things. I don't really know who they're owned by or what the deal is. But um, anyway, I'm just, I feel like it, it's still a bigger presence than we know. It, it, I just feel like it's kind of out of control. And so I think for me, and um, what I think radical existence is, it's time to peel back on social media. I know that Natalie and I were really, really going hard at it for uh, a minute, and it just felt like a part of life that um, didn't feel radical. It felt just um, not aligned, not where energy is well spent. So we're going to spend some time, you know, reeling back our social media presence and Again, we want to move with intention and alignment. And even if that's not the best thing for getting our business out to the masses, we believe that um, the people that are meant to be here and share this space with us will find us. (laughs) We have a little bit of faith in that way. So another place that I've done some kind of deep diving into myself and learning is in the wholeness, wellness space. Um... I've learned a lot about the roots of what we consider a healthy body to be. Uh, I think if you've followed any of the work we've done most recently, you'll know that uh, we've been experimenting or exploring the ideas that, you know, diets just don't work. Diet culture is just another industry, the weight loss industry. It's all industry and how much of it is actually truth and what is it based on? And are we just chasing this idea of the perfect body, the skinny body, bikini body, covering it up by saying we're just looking for health and wellness, but really we have this drive to change the way our physical form is without a lot of appreciation for how magical and amazing and radical the body is, how it takes care of itself and us with all of these different functions and things we don't even think about. I mean, really looking at the COVID pandemic in a way has kind of highlighted that, just looking at our immune systems and the function of of them and with the mRNA vaccine and how that works in these specific proteins. And it's just, the body is really miraculous just as, as it is. And, um, I feel like that is under highlighted for, or in the sake of having a fit and like culturally accepted, uh, physique. So 
that's kind of where I want to take the work, not kind of, that's where I want to take the work with radical existence is appreciation for the radical body that you already are. So to me, that's just about the physical, you know, the sack of muscles and bones and, um, you know, your actual physical matter. But then what's also interesting on that note of health, wellness, well-being, the idea of the perfect body is the history that comes with that, which is something that we started to touch on in the last few episodes in season three of how did we even get here in the first place, you know, and it really is an interesting deep dive into history and how uh, this common narrative came to be. So we have the physical body appreciating that. And then we have the history of how our minds have developed the idea of what healthy is, what attractive is, all of which when we really strip away and get down to the root, which again is kind of what I think of when I think of radical is clearing away all the nonsense and getting to the root of the issue is really very empowering. And again, that's what I've learned this year is I just feel like I, veils have been lifted that This knowledge is so incredibly empowering, understanding the history, how we got here, the actions of the body. I mean, it really is just, it's a whole nother way of looking at your life and your wellness and your health. And um, yeah, I really want to share that with people because for so long, uh, the idea of weight loss and having this type of body and eating this type of way to attain this kind of, I don't know, status or whatever it was that was in my head, um, still exploring that, like why that was so important to me. All of that weight has been lifted and I would hope to do that for anyone else that just kind of feels like they're not fitting in, in the wellness space. They don't quite get it and they don't get why it really does only serve a certain amount of people and it doesn't take in the complexities of health and wellness. So that's where radical existence is at. We're going to Take some time to really form these thoughts, to gather the information, the history, the timelines, and put them together in a really well-formed offering where we're giving the information kind of more thoroughly and with an easier-to-follow timeline than uh, the random Friday podcast episode and uh, take you on a journey. Take you on a journey and hopefully just peel back each veil or each layer until we're kind of stuck at the root and the truth of uh, where we're at as far as, say, the wellness journey, society, cultural pressures, and, um, you know, things of the like. And to finish this quick reflection up, something that has really evolved with me over the last year is my idea of spirituality and in a sense, God. Um, when I recorded episode zero, I had mentioned I was diving into A Course in Miracles, which is a book that uh, Marianne Williamson and Gabby Bernstein are both really well known as teachers of this book. It's um, a lot of kind of new age philosophy. It's, um, yeah, just new agey. And I guess in the last year, my idea of spirituality has changed and become much more grounded. Something that you see again in the wellness space is this idea of, you know, like the body, mind, and spirit. So we talk a lot about the spirit and the soul, Uh, but I've found that in that space, and I've found that I've done it myself, is number one, kind of was always searching, always reading Uh, I'm putting in quotes, you can't see my air quotes, but quote unquote gurus books and um, 
prioritizing meditations or mantras or all these things and believing that this gave me some type of status or deeper connection. And in a way, I do think that that othered me from a lot of, you know, people, just people, um, you know, believing that I had this maybe insight to this spiritual world. And um, I don't think it's uncommon to hear that among people that are reading books, you know, like Eckhart Tolle or uh, Gabby Bernstein is someone that I've you know, I've collected a lot of her books. I can't say that I'm like, yeah, she's my guru. But for some reason, I, I think I have her whole collection. I'm looking at my bookshelf if you're hearing my voice change, um, getting further away from the mic. Anyway, and same thing with yoga and that practice. We're just kind of looking for this deeper connection. But then there's this feeling of like betterness that I see in the wellness space as I see it better than, better than. And um, what I've realized is there is nothing more spiritual that you can do than to be present with others, all others, not just people that agree with you, but people that don't agree with you, people in your casual life. You know, I'm uh, my day job, I'm working in an office, and it's so funny how people just will miss the opportunity to smile and connect with their eyes, you know, which we know from vagus nerve study that just a connection, a simple interaction person to person, even if it's not with a friend, a family member, but a casual, another person, (laughs) another friendly person taking a moment to just connect and have a moment with them can be healing and uh, assuring for the actual physical body. So all these people are invested in health and wellness and they're on the go and they're going to the gym class, they're going to yoga, but they're kind of like so invested in themselves that they've forgotten to do the small things like again a smile and a shared conversation and as silly as it sounds what about the weather you know and I can think about when I was deep into my ideas of spirituality that like oh these people that just talk about the weather and small talk and gosh I just want to go deeper and you know speak differently but you know what the connecting about the weather and having a small conversation with someone is connection and that truly is what we're craving. And if you're judging someone based on the level of uh, conversation that they're choosing to have with you as a stranger, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm partially talking or like reflecting this back to myself, but if you're judging it, you're not really present and you're not really offering yourself, which in my opinion is blocking that soul, that that God source, you know? So, um, something that I feel like I've done with my spirituality is reeled her back. I'm, um, almost ready to get rid of a lot of my books. You guys, I'm almost ready. <laughs> it's taken me a, a long, um, I I'm contemplating I'm in the contemplation phase. I think with like addiction recovery, they say there's a phase of contemplation before actual action. And that's where I'm at with my books right now. Uh, kind of looking at them, deciding what I'm going to keep in my library. And that's with my new age spirituality books, along with my alternative, uh, medicine, alternative, uh, diet, you know, food as medicine books. I'm just kind of ready to move forward with life and to teach what I consider truth, which is about the body. What I do know is that the body has functions that we have studied and that have been proven, and there are ways to support those functions in the body. And um, 
then there's a whole lot of mental mess that has been accumulated through our history of, um, you know, industrialization and, um, patriarchy and yeah, colonization (laughs) going back that far. Um, anyway, so to wrap this up, it has been a big year for me personally. A lot of growth has happened. A lot of big changes in the way I view the world. I feel like a whole nother world has been opened up to me. And I do believe that was um, through the power, this is going to sound maybe a little silly, but through the power of podcasts and um, journalism that is not mainstream. I feel like a lot of ideas opened up because I just happened to, you know, take a suggestion from a friend or someone I trusted for a podcast that I wouldn't normally search for. And that led to the recommendation of another podcast that I probably wouldn't have found that led to then another podcast that radically like hit home in a way where it was the alternative perspective. And so I do believe that there is a huge amount of good that is done in this, uh, you know, the freedom of journalism space here, or just kind of personal opinion space, because it's, you can pick and choose, of course. And of course, there's probably an algorithm on the Apple podcast, no doubt, or your Spotify, whatever you're listening to this on. Um, But I feel like because it's not mainstream news that you do listen with a little more, you know, skepticism, and you're kind of like, okay, this is one person's opinion, but it's really well thought out. It's really well researched. And I'm going to let my interest guide me to uh, a little more like follow through and development of this new idea that's being presented to me. So I have found a lot of uh, growth in this podcast space. And I do believe that it is one of the, for me anyway, through me and what I see is one of the better ways to go about sharing messages, sharing information. So Radical Existence, the podcast is still ago. Um, probably take a break for the holidays and again to like get those ideas put together and then um, we will be back at it. Speaking of, uh, I want to give a shout out to my lovely uh, counterpart, Natalie. She has always kind of been, um, I don't know, the peanut butter to my jelly, <laughs> especially in the, uh, again, like wellness space. We've done every program together we've, we work out together all the time. We're just, uh, that's a lot of what our friendship has been is doing this kind of stuff together. And, um, I just want to give her a shout out for how I just was always so impressed with her. If you guys haven't been on to our, uh, radical existence Instagram, I know I just like put down social media, but that is a way we were advertising for a while. Natalie put together some amazing recipes. Not only did she come up with the recipes and prepare them, she also made them visually very gorgeous and took some photos that are, once again, super amazing. So I was just so impressed by her uh, creativity, her follow-through, her um, like kind of eye for putting together these photos as well as her taste buds. Um, so yeah, just a big shout out to Natalie and also for sharing this, um, space and the podcast with me and, uh, offering a lot of 
conversation, um, a lot of like personal stories and personal reflections. It's not easy to put yourself out there. So I just want to give her the biggest shout out. Um, our most listened to episode, FYI, is the French episode. If you want to listen to that, it's episode six. And um, that's kind of one of our most fun ones. We also have one that was social media that was, uh, again, I mentioned, I think it's episode maybe 11. Anyway, so love you, Natalie. Thank you for all your hard work. And we will back be back on the mics soon. And of course, to wrap this up, we have a gift for you. So kind of celebrating this year of radical existence and uh, where we've been and where we're going, we have a, a complimentary workshop for you. All of the people subscribed to our email are going to get it. So if you're one of those people, you can expect it in your inbox. Maybe the second week of December, I think is a, a fair date. And um, it's all about deciding what health is for yourself. So it's... Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a time for reflection. It's a time for teaching and maybe opening up what was a limiting idea. And then with that, you'll get Natalie's recipes in a cookbook form. So it'll be a PDF of Natalie's recipes, I should say. So if you want to print out a hard copy, great, but um, all of it will be delivered digitally. If you're interested in that gift, please email radicalexistence at gmail.com with the subject line, uh, December offering, radical gift, uh, Natalie's recipes, any of those will do. And um, we will add you to our newsletter as well as send you that um, free course and those recipes. You guys, it has been a pleasure to spend this year with you. You can look forward to some really interesting content coming up next year. And Thank you so much.